Hey everybody, welcome to Sad Clowns and Broken Records. This is a continuation conversation that me and David were having on the previous episode. So take a listen to part two. It's a pat on the back with a pair of scissors. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, is the way I would describe it. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, for my faith journey, you know, from a young age, I remember, I tell people this story a lot. Um, I used to tell people this story a lot. I remember mowing my grass and, you know, thinking to myself, I'm going to be um, a pastor one day. Like I'd mow my, I'd be mowing our yard, you know, trying to connect things because I just wanted to connect with people. I've always just been a person who wants to connect with people around them. And then when I... Even growing up, being in youth group and, um, you know, one, it could just been that fear in the back of my head of, I don't want to disappoint my parents, so I'm not going to do anything. Um, you know, for me, I found myself growing up in Eastern Kentucky, um, in a, in a home that my parents never told me really much anything was ever wrong. Um, sure people talk around people's backs, but I never felt that from my parents. So um, you know, I had, I could be friends with whoever I wanted to be friends with. I could go to people's homes. There was never that fear or that worry. Um, you know, and, and even growing up there and like wanting to, um, like go into church work and to be, um, to go into ministry. Like I remember like preaching myself sermons, mowing the grass, like knowing that I just wanted to connect with people and, um, you know, as I got grew up through youth group, just just continually living that life and wanting to try to have that as a goal. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so for me, that was always like the direction I felt like I was supposed to be on was like going to a, a Christian college, um, growing up in the Church of God. It's the it's called the Church of God Reformation Movement. It's part of the Wesleyan holiness tradition. So for those out there who don't know about holiness, it's a like not like Puritan Puritan folks, but like it's pretty close to like, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't do anything bad. You don't cuss for the longest time. It's like, you don't play cards. You don't go to the movies, like pretty strict stuff. Um, but my parents again, were never caught up in any of that, which I'm extremely thankful for. Um, you know, so for me, they go into a college, all I had heard growing up, going to, um, like church camps and conventions was Anderson university, Warner Southern University, Mid-America Bible College, and like Warner Pacific. Those are schools associated with the Church of God. And um, and so when I started looking for schools and I landed, ended up landing in Anderson and then getting to know you and some wonderful friends that I've had for the last 20 plus years, um, you know, I don't think, you know, for me, I remember like getting ready to go to college and like, old guys in the church and old and ladies, I say old cause physically they were old. Um, they would come up to me and be like, don't let that college teach you any of that trickery or don't let that college, you know, make you think any different than what you already do. And it's just like, well, what are you like me just being either just aloof to it all? Like not really even understanding what they were talking about, but then going to school and, and finding my place of like, why, like, why would you not, like just care for people like why would yeah. why would you not just take care of people and you know fast forward through lots of stories lots of craziness um you know finding myself working at a church um working at a congregation and and two also hearing stories of like why well, don't you know in pastoral meetings we would hear voices of the congregation saying well i don't think that person should be on the worship team because i think they're gay or i mm-hmm. think this and i think that and it's like so at this point in your life, had you you hadn't even really formed an opinion for yourself, or what you were just it just wasn't a subject was, on your mind. It was never a subject on my mind. Like I, yeah, you know, I've I've always lived under the. But you you were aware at aware. this point that that Christians and this certain movement mm-hmm. you were raised in were against homosexuality and, get, and against a lot of things. You know, because right. You know, I grew including up, fun and life and <laughs> right. 
oxygen. Well, and then you would hear the you know, the, the right to breathe. Um, <laughs> right, right. You know, I think that's just for Christians, right? I think for me, the biggest piece was um, going to college and then hearing that Christians weren't Democrats, and like that blew my mind. And I'm like, what? Because like growing up in my in my household, like my parents were very staunch Democrats and. They loved people. They cared for people. They did anything they could do for people. And so for me, like, that was just, like, a mind-blowing, like, what? Like, no way. I don't even know what you're even talking about. And then, like... See, sometimes you only need, like, a little thread. Right. Right? You go, oh, well, if you're crazy about this, Mm -hmm. about, I know my parents love Jesus, Mm -hmm. and they're also very liberal, very progressive... Um, so I know you're wrong about this. Right. And so if you can be wrong about this, mm-hmm. what else are you wrong about? Right. Sometimes you just need a, especially, you know, because my whole thing with everybody, every human being, is you don't know shit when you're born. Mm-mm. You don't know the color green is the color green. Right. You know, so so it literally you can be taught that the grass is blue and the sky is green, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way you're taught. Right. And... Um, anyway, go on. But yeah, so I mean, but even though my parents never were overly like liberal, whatever the fuck, um, you know, they just took care of people. And, you know, I, I got to see a model of, you know, as I grew up, you know, my dad would go to work. He would go and feed my grandma who, after multiple strokes, lived in a nursing home for the last few years of her life, um, living with Alzheimer's, like... You know, for me, my model of life was go to work, go, he would, my dad would go feed his mom, my grandma, and I would hear stories of like, oh yeah, she would ask, you know, where was Ronnie today? And that's my dad's name. And Ronnie hasn't met, come to see me at all. And like, Mm -hmm. so to see this guy, like, you know, living this life, going to work, being a mechanic, go feed my grandma, come home, feed us dinner. Like that for me was just the Christian life. Like he, yeah, and like, and my mom being a public school teacher, caring for kids, taking care of kids, and so for me, growing up, it was never a any anyone, no one was ever in the wrong, because people were just living their lives, and right. you know, mm-hmm. so when I went to college and I started to hear these things of like, well, Christians can't be this, and I'm like, well, I grew up in this kind of a home, so okay, that's weird. And, but for me, like growing up, I never, honestly, I've like, I've just never worried about it. Like it's, yes. and I don't want to say that I'm, you know, ahead of my time and blah, blah, blah. Like I've just, I, well, I just don't you were think. Sh- you were shaped by an environment. I mean, it sounds like in some weird way, you and I were shaped by similar perspectives, mm-hmm. which it's like, even like, it sounds like your parents had probably a healthier perspective on, on religion and life mm-hmm. and all of that but but i think what we had in common with my grandma and your parents is they just were beautiful people yeah you know they just loved people and didn't get caught up in like a lot of the religious bullshit <laughs> you know and they and didn't let us get caught up in it and yes and so it makes sense why you and i both have this like to, to the bullshit like, right like a le- level of like wait you're going down crazyville right like why <laughs> and i know that's not a big deal because we were shaped exactly believe that way. and then yeah. you know in them for me like reading scripture and looking at you know the bible and looking at bible in the context and as i went through and got my undergraduate degree as i went through and got my master's um of divinity and you know sitting in long drawn out theological discussions about this, that, and everything under the moon and realizing like, you know, it's just, it's just so big. Like, why would you ever want to confine anything to that grand Mm -hmm. scale? And, Mm -hmm. um, so for me, um, you know, that was just like an aha moment of like, oh my gosh, like why even worry about it? Cause who cares if someone, whoever they love, because if they're not getting dinner, that's what I, I want to provide them dinner. Like, like that's the base. Yeah. Like, let's just take care of people. 
and yeah. let's just care for people and forget about everything yeah. else. Because if you don't care for some like a person, then it doesn't matter what they do or who they do it with yeah. or what they believe. Like, yeah. you know, that's going to be like at the front, like that's the face value of everyone. Is, right. Right. Do you just want to care for people? Right. Um, you know, and uh, I, I think, I think for a while I had that, uh, and I do, I do think that that's the most important thing, but I think as you, you start like, um, I have family members that are gay. Mm-hmm that are lesbian that that are the letters and you know i think and then one of my best friends who i lived with in la he's no longer with us he's my roommate for um uh a year was it a year or two years anyway uh and um you know in, in since then, I've you know, I and I had friends in high school, and again, this is all in the context for our listeners or anybody watching this. You have to remember, like, none of us gets to choose the family we're born in. None of us gets to choose the religion we're we inherited. Um, none of us gets to choose the reality that we're told. You know, which way is up, which way is down, and so. You know, for anybody that's raised in any type of fundamentalism, whether it's whether it's um, you know conservative or liberal fundamentalism, you know, no matter how tight the kind of the reins are of those those belief systems, um, they are still painting kind of the boundary markers of how you're supposed to perceive life. And so, you know, when Sean and I are discussing kind of like our journeys in and out of that. Remember, we didn't really have a choice. Mm-mm. You know, I think, I think that's the one thing that I, I tend to have a, um, that I'm kind of over the self-righteous attitude mm-hmm. of, of my fellow liberals and progressive friends and brothers and sisters is whenever they hear about where somebody was or where somebody is at, it's this kind of high and mighty, like, how could they ever? And it's like, motherfucker. Right. Like, we're all a product of our environments. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And even people that are really wrong, especially that are young still, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like anybody that's like under 30 is still like, maybe hasn't even started thinking for themselves yet. Right. You know, cause it's like when you get taught something before the age of seven, it's like God herself came to you and said, this is the grass is blue, <laughs> you know, and the sky is green. And until, you know, you're able to, to think for themselves. And sometimes, sometimes you only start thinking for yourselves when you have a reason to think for yourself. Mm-hmm. When there is a little thread of something that starts falling apart for you, um, you know, I don't want to change subjects, but it's like, for me, it happened, you know, I was raised to think that everybody but Christian, like, you have to, um, if you don't become a Christian before you die, you are going to a literal hell. That's the religion Mm -hmm. I was raised in. And I think that in the back of my head, kind of like you, you know, like I was raised in such an environment where like my grandma just taught me to love everybody. Mm-hmm. I kind of didn't, I didn't, I remember in high school, somebody going like, how, how can you be a Christian because um, of all this crazy shit? I wasn't even ready to hear that anything right. was crazy yet because I didn't understand what that meant. Mm-hmm. And now I do. Now I'm like, you're fucking right. <laughs> Right. There is some crazy shit Mm -hmm. that I was taught to believe. uh, And I feel so humbled by that. Um, But at the time, I I didn't really comprehend it because I I think it's like um, I don't think we're just taught how to believe, Sean. I think we're taught like how to perceive Mm -hmm. and how to listen and what to take in and what not to take in. And so in some weird way, I can't speak for you, uh, but for me. I was taught, because I think of how I was shaped by my grandma, who raised me, I was taught to take in the good things Mm -hmm. of Jesus, the good things of Christianity. And I can say that about every religion, practically, Mm -hmm. you know, about Islam, about Judaism, 
about um, Eastern beliefs and philosophies, there is good to all of them. And so I took, and there's also a negative side to all of them. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was taught to take in the good of Christianity. And, and for some reason, I didn't even really give thought to um, the negative. And when the, ne the negative did come up as, you know, late, maybe starting in high school and in college when I started to become you know like presented with some of these ideas that didn't that i didn't like mm -hmm. I, I i would start um i i just always told myself that a loving god would uh would win in the end mm -hmm. you know like it'll it'll be fair I, I didn't even know what that necessarily meant right and then where it really kind of all fell apart for me is you know i'm jewish and so uh, my dad's side of the family is Jewish. L'chaim. And uh, is, I remember where it all fell apart for me was I was 29, and my my Jewish grandpa, who was the greatest to this day, the greatest man I've ever met in my life, um, when he died, he died at 88. And um, I'm, God, I loved him so much. Um He's somebody I wish you could have met, Sean. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember when he died, I, I tell people my Jewish grandpa is who led me out of uh, the Christianity I was raised mm. in. And the way he did it was uh, dying. Mm. Because I remember having this like internal crisis of going, because again, at that time, I was taught that, that I, I, I don't know that I thought that hell was literal. Um, or maybe I did, maybe I didn't. It's hard to remember um, now that I know that it's not real. Right. <laughs> um, but at the time, thinking that hell was real, I remember Anne taught that like you had to become a Christian before you die and that God would somehow get to somebody or whatever. Um, I started going... That's where... That's where what eventually all fell apart for me in terms of like the, the, the whole Christianity thing was that's where the break happened is when my grandpa died. Cause I started going, well, um, I know if that's what it is, then, you know, if it is only Jesus, then Jesus, this is what I said. Don't hold this against me, but this is what I said back then that, that Jesus went to him and was like, Hey, I'm really God. I know my grandpa would be like, all right, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> you know? So the point is, is I started concocting all these things mm -hmm. that, that, um, that would, because I was like, if God is love, and I mean, that's really the only thing I was convinced of then. And I'm convinced of now mm -hmm. is that whatever God is or isn't, um, the only thing I'm really sure of is that whatever it is, is love. Mm -hmm. And, and not just in a, um, everyone has oxygen way, but in a personal way too. Um, anyway, I, um, but then it just kept falling apart from there. Mm -hmm. Like I just found myself like kind of going through everything I was taught in Christianity and going, and that's really when, what I'm trying to say is that's when I started thinking for myself. Mm -hmm. That's when I started waking up out. I call evangelical Christianity like waking up and specifically what I'm talking about is white evangelical mm -hmm. Christianity. Right. North, things North American I, white evangelical Christianity. North American white evangelical Christianity because one, there's so many different facets and expressions. I don't want to speak for everybody. Mm -hmm. And also what I've learned too from my, um, from um, my black friends is that, you know, um, you know, um, the, the African American or black, uh, um, uh, evangelical experience is much different than the white one. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I want to be really careful to go. I just want to be respectful and just want you to know, I'm just shitting on the white one. Yep. <laughs> um, but in, you know, um, but so what I started doing is I started just like going like almost with every theological point you can think of. I was like, I don't really buy this anymore i don't really buy this anymore and then i got to the point where where in all amy knows this and now i've kind of you know not that anyone gives a shit anymore but now um I, and i'm pretty open about everything but at the time 
you know, I would say for a good eight years, I didn't want to tell anybody because I was like, if I tell anybody this Mm -hmm. at the time I cared now, I don't give a shit. Right. What people think I am or not. And kind of, I don't even really think it matters anymore. Right. Um, but at the time I didn't want anybody to know. Cause I was like, I know that what people will not think I'm a Christian mm-hmm. at the time I cared. Right. And well, I mean, now I don't, you were putting out movies about Christian icons. I was, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, think- I was, I, 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 I was, I, I, and then I, the funny thing is, is I think those movies came around at a time and it's so ironic because I think at the time, Right before I started doing the the movie uh, Ragamuffin about Rich Mullins, um, I remember in a way it I was kind of going through. I was really starting to be like fuck Christianity mm-hmm. before I did Ragamuffin, and this is an overused expression, but I'll I'll say it is that I was really throwing starting to throw the baby out with the bathwater, mm-hmm. right? In terms of like I don't even want to think about anything to do with God, mm-hmm. you know, cause all of this is not really making sense and fuck all of it. And, and it was, it was, and I still kind of feel this way. So much of my experience has just been with like, this is why I always say like Christ, I'm cool with the Anity park and go fuck it. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, what, like, and that's what we t- try I'm to... done with the religion piece mm-hmm. of it. I'm done. And we're in the same boat. Like, you know, both me and Miriam went to seminary and people ask us, like like I've talked about earlier, like I've worked in a church, you know, we did that thing, we worked at the, a Christian university, and people ask, like, what happened to you guys? And it's just uh, like, yeah. nothing. Like, I was still that same person. I've, I hope that yeah. I've been that same person all this time, that, like, yeah. you know, it's okay that I don't, I'm not living in that. And I, you know, for me... And I think a lot of people, well, for me, I, I can't speak for anyone else. I had a call into ministry, but I also feel like I had a call out of ministry. And I think too many people don't listen to a call out of ministry. Um, I think that's where abuse happens and people start to get hurt. When, uh, But I can't speak for them always. I can speak for myself. You know, I was living in a situation where, um, you know, it was, even though it was an okay situation, it might not have been the healthiest situation and and also too like it was just more it was that reality of like you know church life is just life and i've got friends who are still pastors i have friends who still um work in local congregations and i applaud them every day i also send them funny memes and dick and fart jokes because they're funny and i still that's who i am and i remember i remember once like praying in college with some buddies and like dropping like fuck and shit during prayer. And they'd be like, it'd like shake them up. And I'm like, it's just words guys. Like you're okay. Like I'm, it's not, you're not going to lose your, you know, you're not going to lose your witness. I'm not losing my we're witness. Like you're hanging out with David Leo too much. <laughs> right. Are you, did you just come back from the waffle house? And, uh, <laughs> you know, Dick long, you've been hanging out with Dick long too long, but too much. Yeah. Dick long and David Leo. <laughs> the, the uh, the two D's. You dump. smell like camel cigarettes, <laughs> and um, camel cigarettes and uh, cheeseburgers and French fries, but um, mm. but you know, but I've I've always felt too like on the outside, and um, too when it comes to cultural stuff too of just again, for me in my heart it is ultimately, are you taking care of people, and are you feeding people, and that food can be physical, mental spiritual at all different levels like are you feeding them are you taking care of that person because again when i read scripture i that's what i see christ doing and that's all you need and we try to tell our boys because you know they are getting asking questions growing up in the community around and Mm -hmm. um you know Mm -hmm. and they'll be like you know what about what does jesus say about this and it's like oh well jesus didn't say anything about that um yeah you know jesus said to love everybody and yeah. why would we ever want to take that out of context? Because you can't take love out of context in that way. Well, you know, you know, for me, Sean, uh, this is where you know, and this, this, this is where why I'm not even comfortable with like um, 
Christianity and the church anymore is just because... Of, and again, I'm not trying to shit on everybody's parade. I'm just saying that like, I know because of how I phrase things mm-hmm. and how I think about things, I know that according to them, I'm out. Right. According to me... I, I like you. I'm I'm the same. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. I've always been. I just I just I just go. I think the love of God is bigger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. That's what's changed. Yeah. Right. Just... In, in that in that that all these boundary markers that we labeled that that pretty much comes down to this. That comes down to um, you can you can you know all religions do this. I think. Hat, like go, um, you're separated from God, mm-hmm. right? And I just don't think that exists. Right. I don't think that exists. I don't think. I don't think that that. I don't. One. I don't think that's possible. Right. Um, what changes is is our awareness to um, to our, our our spiritual connection mm-hmm. to to God. Matter of fact, I'm at the point, and this is where maybe everybody that's ever existed would disagree with me. Is I go, I go. I think that there's even a bridge from uh, from somebody who's spiritual to an atheist mm-hmm. or an agnostic or all like like. There's there's some how bridge the way I the way I kind of describe it is I go. I go. We could, as human beings we can all look up and see a sun in the sky during the day and a moon in the sky during the night. Now it doesn't matter whether you call that like. The, the sun, like the eyeball of the gods, <laughs> right? Or you go, that's a ball of gas on fire in the sky, and it doesn't matter what somebody goes, I think that looks about like 500 miles above the earth. Mm-hmm. Or Millions. five million like Yes, yeah. And so I just go, I go, all of our attempts mm-hmm. at going like, here's who God is and here's who God not is really just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, I think for me, what I despise now is the, is the, and not to say that I can't also be these things, but the arrogant and narcissistic idea of like, you know, it always cracks me up when I hear somebody on a podcast or an interview go, well, you know, I'm a master uh, of divinity and, and I'm a theologian or whatever. Like, wait, did you just, did you just say theologian? Okay, let, let's break this down. So theology is the study of God, right? So what it means is you're a professional at guessing. You're professional. I'm a professional guesser, guesser mm-hmm. of what God may or may not be. Right. And you think that that fucking matters in some way? <laughs> like, it's just, it's hysterical mm-hmm. is what it is. We have fooled ourselves into thinking that we're experts because, again... This is this is what we were um, imputed mm-hmm. with, you know. And then and then what we do is we spend. I mean, I could go on so many rabbit trails. I mean, it's so funny that I don't want to talk about Christianity on this podcast, and yet in every we, episode it's we come up. we bring it back to that because I mean we can't. Well, there's just so much. It, it it's just interwoven in within our lives, within a lot of our friendships and damage and damage and damage and um, stress and anxiety and yeah. Because how can you? Like, well, how can you let, get through having the anxiety of like if you mess up, you're going to be separated from everyone you know your entire life for yeah. eternity. Well, and this is, and I think I more want to say this for any listeners or potential listeners is that like, they have a right to know who they're talking to. And so for me, it's like, what, here's what really freed me is, is this guy, Richard Rohr, who I really like. Um, and again, keep in mind that I don't believe in any type of hell and neither does he, he's the one who helped me out of this type of thinking, but he had this great line to kind of help me stop believing in the idea of this evangelical Christianity that I was raised in, which is, he said, listen, God's not going to send you to hell because you got his name wrong. Mm -hmm. That did something deep inside me, Mm -hmm. Sean. Oh, yeah. It, it, It made me, all these, when I was born and raised, going, because to think that everyone is out, I'm in. 
And then, so all these pretend little walls, I know who the real God is. Islam doesn't. Judaism doesn't. Uh, Buddhists, uh, they, they don't care about God anyway. <laughs> you know, but but whatever, whatever, right? Paganism, whatever. And um, pluralism, you know, whatever. Universalism. All of those walls came in that moment came crashing down. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. So now what I'm more obsessed with is um, going, hey, we're all talking about the same thing. We're all guessing. And so now I have more fun trying to go, um, man, I love seeing God in other people's religions. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have this. uh, I remember when I first started going down this path, I had this uh, pastor friend. probably pastor ex-friend. I don't think he likes me anymore <laughs> because of where I'm at, because mm-hmm. of how I've changed. But I remember he said to me, he goes, David, um, you know, um, God can't be in other religions because that would make God schizophrenic. And I think maybe I said this mm-hmm. on one of the earlier podcasts, but I'm like, uh, no, the Bible does a good job of that on its own, right. making God seem schizophrenic. Right. Um, but, but that that's the idea the mm-hmm. I, in, in and i go well where does that come from well it comes from this idea that's been implanted into at least um the christianity that we were raised in which is you ha- you you have to be saved by believing specifically that jesus is god's son that he died he rose you have to we've turned it into this magic thing that you have to think or believe mm-hmm. about god and then it has nothing to do with um Salvation in the sense of like being freed from all the negative shit, you know, like uh, of of greed, of 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 ego, mm-hmm. of um, of you know, making your life about um, um, selfishness versus selflessness. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with like theology, <laughs> making theological pious statements and behavior Mm -hmm. and and then it's kind of they're kind of intertwined like well and i I remember what helped me out of all of it was and again for any of our audience members that are don't really relate to this so we were taught that you have to um have faith in jesus you have to believe right so it's literally faith meaning like you have to trust that all this is real. You have to give your life to Jesus, right? You have to repent, which means to turn away from a life of sin. And yeah, you're going to mess up, but you have to have a heart that's like, at least I want to, mm-hmm. right? So the key ingredients are faith, belief, repentance, and acceptance, right? That's fair to say, right? And fear. What we were taught. <laughs> huh? And a little bit of fear. Of course. Right. Right. So, but let's just talk about those mm-hmm. four, right? So... I remember where it started falling apart for me kind of around this time. I was like, okay, if this is how I'm saved from an eternity away from God, I, I, I started going like, okay, but let's look. But remember, it's at least in our type of Christianity that we were raised in, it, it, this was a free gift. Mm-hmm. This is The salvation is a free gift. You don't have to earn it. It's a free gift. But you do have to have faith. You do have to have belief. You do have to repent, and you do have to accept. But it's free. But it's free. But you have to... Right, okay. So I went, okay, okay, okay. Well, how much faith? Hmm. How much belief? How good at the repentance thing? How much acceptance? Those were the questions that also helped untether me from Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Because I was like, if it's those... How much is enough? Right. You know, for me... Once you once you add math to it, the whole thing fell apart. Right. For me, a big piece of it was when I was... I started the ordination process years ago. And because uh, in Indiana, it was all state by state. And I remember right. the first um, one, I was belittled because I showed up late because there was traffic. <laughs> and, and they were like, this pastor drove from Gary, Indiana. He didn't get here late. And it's just like, <laughs> okay. He also didn't get stuck in traffic like I did, <laughs> you know? And then I remember 
they were like, well, tell us your story and all this kinds of stuff. And I walked through and, um, you know, at that time I'd graduated college, getting ready to start seminary. And I remember a pastor sitting in the room saying, I just don't hear it in your voice that you want to go out there and save souls. (laughs) And like, (laughs) for for me, that was just like, don't hear it in my voice. Like red flag. Like what the fuck? Like, and so, you know, that's, so to answer that question I asked earlier, when people ask like me and my wife, like what happened to you guys? It's like, well, you guys are crazy. (laughs) Mm. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. like, I not saving souls like what are we talking about here like let me just go and you know i keep saying it a lot but let's yeah. just go take care of people let's just go feed people and be with people and give people mm-hmm. hugs yeah and hold someone's yeah. hand and let someone realize that no matter like your skin color who you love what you're doing where you're sleeping like or who you're sleeping with mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter because at the end of the day yeah jesus said yeah you know like god is love and yeah. it is finished and just love people like yeah that's it yeah i think i you know i remember back in college i feel like i don't know if you felt this way but i felt because i had a simplistic idea of what christianity was for me back in college i felt looked down a lot because for me it was as simple as you're saying right there sean yeah it's just about uh, loving people mm-hmm and helping people. That's the only Christianity I'm interested in. You know, but for uh it was and I I have had people tell me this like you're just trying to make it I once had a pastor tell me this. You know my problem with you, David, is that you want everybody to be in. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the fucking point? <laughs> right. When when wasn't that the point? You want you want everybody to be included. That's your problem. It's what he told me. Wow. Did you I I almost immediately stopped going to that church. Oh, I would have. Yeah. Um I uh for me I, I think that like where I, I once I kinda got out, I was like, you know, the problem with Christianity is that like you can boil everything down to the majority of Christians. There are more the majority of what you hear in Christianity is it's about what you think and it's about what you believe. Right. Or sorry, it's about it's about what you it's about um it's about what you think about God and how you behave for God. Mm-hmm. It's about thoughts and behaviors. Right. Belief systems and behaviors. And I just go. I just go, man. This it's like we're listening to two different gospels. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, because everything that that it seems like Jesus came to say had to do with really loving people and so you can have all of the right theological systems that you think is right air quotes or um and all the i'm not sleeping with you know uh my neighbor's wife and i'm not you know and i'm paying my taxes and i'm and i'm you know not telling as you know not telling big lies i'm telling white lies and so i'm this now i'm a good christian Mm -hmm. and it's just like who gives a shit? Right. But you're an asshole. Right. You know what I mean? You're just an asshole. I'll, I'll tell you something I'm real time going through. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, uh, see if I can say this in a way where I'm not, <laughs> I'm not throwing my wife under the bus. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, we're going to church and I'm, I'm a, I a hundred percent don't want to go. Mm. Now, well, here's what's great about our church. We have this great woman pastor. Uh, her name's Pastor Christine. She really is wonderful, and she's really embodies the best parts of Christianity, right? The healthiest mm-hmm. parts, and and uh, really accepts all people. And and um, I kind of went through that testing period of like, I'm look, I'm just going to be myself, and and um, and you know she fully accepts me and you know and, and my wife's told her like just straight up like they had coffee once and she was like look uh, i'll be honest david's only coming here because i want him to come <laughs> and um and um yeah you know 
And that's just the truth, you know. It's kind of this like tug of war where I'm like, I'm constantly on guard going to church because I'm like, listen, I don't want them to be taught fucked up things about God. Right. And and it's like, and now it's like, with, with the church is very rare in that, like, yes, it's a Protestant church, and and yet it doesn't press the gas on any of those belief systems that I think are really unhealthy. Hmm. Um, and yet there's a lot of unspokens where it's like, I don't know where they are on this. I don't know where they are on this. I don't know where they are on this. And, right. And so I'm, I'm constantly on guard. The funny thing is, is something funny happened uh, a couple months ago where it's like a, a big thing that I don't want taught to my kids is hell. I don't want hmm. them ta- taught, you know, the, the wrath of God. God's gonna yep. kill people. Um, yeah, we're the same. We're the same way. And <laughs> you want to hear something funny? So I've been like really on gu- my guard at church. Like, hey, this shit better not be taught to my kids. And if, if they are, we're fucking out, right? And um, I've been really good about it. But but it's here's funny. So and 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 my wife goes out of town once, and I've got the kids and. Um, we d- go to get the lawnmower fixed, right? So we t- we go to the lawnmower fixed, and we're at there. We're in this little lawnmower place here in Garden Grove, and um, they uh, they have like this like fake money pile. Mm. <laughs> you can see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. And so, and my kids are like, uh, "Oh, can I have one?" I was like, "Yeah. Oh, actually, can I get two? So, um. And I hand one to Lucy and I hand one to Penny and we're in the, you know, we drop off the lawnmower and we're on the way back and Lucy can full on read now. So we're on the way back and she starts reading. For God so loved the world that not perish and all these things and about so you don't spend an eternity in hell, all these things. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I work so hard to make sure my kids aren't taught this shit at church. And it's and at the lawnmower we, repair shop. And it's at the lawnmower repair shop that my kids run. So the first conversation. Fuck, fucking Garden of Eden. Garden Grove of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyway, real time, like here's where I'm at with like the church thing, is like, I my I, I pissed my wife off today because I I started like checking Twitter and shit like in the mm-hmm. ch- church service and she's like you are so dist- can you stop you're so distracting and I was like I'm sorry and uh, she's like why don't you just like bring a journal and like doodle I was like I do that most times like I I get so bored I was telling her I was you know we were talking about like why I am mm-hmm. so checked out I was like you know what. I'll just be honest i'm like so fucking bored mm-hmm. i'm like it's the same conversation and listen i don't think that we have guest speakers is how we do it and um you know christine speaks you know once a month or something but she brings in speakers for the other sundays and and they're all fine you know for the most part um it's just like what i told amy today is i was like I was like, the gospel, not the perverted one that we were taught, but like the gospel that we could probably, you and I at least would probably relate to is, you know, hey, just God loves everybody. And uh, that's pretty much it, right? Right. (laughs) Right. That's Uh, it. Yeah, that's it. Like, well, it's fine. Uh, It's like all we do Sunday after Sunday is here's this brand new way to talk about it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's this really clever, unique way, taking a piece of the, you know, gospels, the scriptures and talking, oh, here's my unique perspective. Here's my unique phraseology on it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, ooh. Ooh. Ah. ooh. I've never heard of that before. Ooh, what a great, like today's one from the speaker uh, was like, um, what was it? It was uh, how to live. <laughs> I feel silly saying this out loud. Uh, how to live a like a cross-shaped life. Mm. 
And uh, and I just, just my eyes start glazing over, and I right. start checking Twitter. I'm just like, listen, I don't even have anything negative to say about mm. the guy. I don't have anything negative to say about what he was saying. I, you know, it's like I could also see myself in him, you know, mm-hmm. probably delivering a similar message and and getting really excited about this perspective and this and the viewpoint. And it's all fine. And I just I just told Amy I was like I'm just I'm just over it. I mm-hmm. I don't I don't mean any ill will towards anybody involved. Right. I, I just I'm bored and I'm done. And we talk about the same shit over mm-hmm. and over again. I was like, I really am at a place where it's like, I don't even fucking get the point of these Sunday things. Mm-hmm. I just don't yeah. even get the point anymore. Like, right? There's there's know, bigger, there's more to do in this life than just do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's also like, like um, I don't think anybody has this motive or this intention to make people feel guilty or whatever. But but it's uh, underlying a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, of like, are, well, it's back are you to doing you enough? Said. Are you doing well, more? Are you do? And it's like, who gives a shit? Right. Well, it's back to like you were saying earlier, like it's a free gift, but you have to do this and yes. do this. Yes. And it's just like, let's just get over ourselves of the things that we have to do and realize that there's nothing you have to do. Well, that, you know what it is? You know what it is, Sean? It. It's a trick question. Mm-hmm. That's what I hate about it. Mm-hmm. It's a trick question. What else could you be? Could you be doing more? Of course you could. Right. It's a trick question. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you feel I... that you're not doing enough? Mm-hmm. Like shit. How do you feel? Do you feel like you could be doing more? Of course. Mm-hmm. In terms of what, was... just just loving people and helping people and and being more surrendered in your spirit of like the things that are robbing you of life and and taking more and of what gives you life and and letting that pour out and helping other people. Is there more? Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're not doing it good enough? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Do is this what this is all that this Sunday thing is? Mm-hmm. Again, let's do it again. Let's talk about it, let's again. it again. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Talk about it again. And you know, um Well, if you have to keep roping people in, asking the same question over and over again, expecting a different response, like that's not a good thing. Well, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. This is where my wife and I kind of like, well, well, I disagree and I disagree. And we're like, hmm, happy Sunday lunch. And we went our separate ways. Right. It, 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 where it went head to head was, as uh, I said something she, she didn't like. She, I, said, uh, I said, I think it's fucking useless. Mm. Now, it's not for her. Right. Right. And, and I respect that. I do. I respect that. Like, like for her, it's it's a way to kind of be with other people to believe the same thing, and she feels encouraged. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. More, I think of what I'm talking about is on a on a bigger picture of Christianity in America, mm-hmm. right? For me, I agree with her. She's right in her perspective. Like, it's not useless because she has some um, benefits. We'll just mm-hmm. label it benefits. From that's great. And I'm sure many, 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 many people do. And that's wonderful. Right. And that's great. And I'm sure, uh, you know, and that's why I'm not going to fall into, try not to fall into dualism here, which says it's, it either has to be all good or all bad. Right? No, of course it's going to be both. Right? Mm-hmm. He, here's my perspective on the bad. Right? So let's just say there, there's good. Okay. Uh, different seasons of life and people get different things out of it, community, whatever. Right? But I... When, when when she disagreed with me about the, the I think it's fucking useless, which I know is a harsh thing to say, um, is I was is I was the the first thought I had when I we, we both went like this, <laughs> and and we'll kind of ended the conversation from there and you know, ate our chicken fried rice, in silence for the rest of the time, is I I just was like, I can tell it's useless because it's not working. Hmm. Christianity in America is not working. Right. Right? It's it's uh it's it's obviously not working. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're, we're There's a few signs there's a few signs of failure, yes. A few signs of failure to to be very fucking nice about it. 
<laughs> right? It's like, I mean, there's a there's a piece of me like there was a Q and A time in the church service, and it took me everything to oh, go man. like, it took me everything to not raise like oh, that's all I want to do in the Q and A times is mm-hmm. raise my hand and be like, yeah. So why do you think none of this is working though? <laughs> like, what do you mean it's not working? It's like, well, you know, like Christianity is so filled with assholes. <laughs> right, it's like here we are. We're all gathered on all these Sundays, and it's it's it doesn't really change anything. Here we all come together and go, uh, try better, believe better, uh, behave better, and we and we leave, like if we feel a little good, and and maybe there is some like oh I read my Bible more and and oh I did a I was didn't cuss somebody out in traffic and 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 maybe I even donated some to a charity. But but I just I just go like I just go none of this really feels like it's working. Working, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, like it, it, if you get down to the core of of the, the let's just call it the Jesus message, which mm-hmm. is like, which really is still radical to this day. Which is like, I mean, if you really want to follow me, you have to deny yourself and die completely. Die, meaning die to the pursuit of power. Mm-hmm. Die to the pursuit of achievement. Die to the to 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 the pursuit of success. Die to uh, finding your identity um, in all the things that culture says that hey, if you really have value, you will achieve, be successful, be famous, be rich, be. But that's a good. That's that hits home, and yet. Mm-hmm. None of us really uh, buy into it. Right. I mean, like we do in theory, and so you know the the message is still hits home, and yet we're not when we get together on Sunday per Sunday. None of us are really talking about the elephant in the room, which is like, hey, how come like most of us gather on Sundays and talk about um, like like why none of us are really doing it. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, we would rather just feel safe in this idea that like, um, that we, we are doing it. Like I, pat I know each other you're on here. the back. Exactly. I know you're here. You know, I'm here. I know that you know that you know that I'm here. So we mm-hmm. must be doing this outside of this place. Cause if we weren't, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, it's just, you know, like I, I, um, I I also was having the thought today of like you know, I don't know like you know I don't know man I mean mm-hmm. I, I I don't know it's, I I just, I just think that I just think the 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 I mean there was even a piece of me that's like you know Amy and I have been having constant conversations over the years because I'm so done with church and so mm-hmm. done with Christianity and so done with all these things. It doesn't mean I'm done with Christ. Um, I think I'm done with Christ the way that I was taught to see Christ, mm-hmm. which is Christ is only in Christianity. Right. Right. No way that that uh, God could be in any other religion, that God could be anywhere, which it's like, for me, it's crazy because that's the whole message of the incarnation mm-hmm. is that God is everywhere and in everything. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Like this is what the argument I always get in with people is like this is why it took it took the church three hundred years to name it Catholic because we were Catholic before we were anything, mm-hmm. um, and the word literally means universal. Universal, mm-hmm. right? Which is like this message of, hey, we're all in. God is in Judaism. God is in islam god is in buddhism god is in the trees god is in the plants god is in the least of your brothers and sisters and in the six in the rich and famous brothers and sisters that are fellow but, human. but ironically god is not inside of um dick long's butthole <laughs> that's one of the only things that's not inside of dick long's butthole well i would even argue that it is but i mean I don't know who's going to put them there. I'm not but, putting them there. I'll tell you what. 
Dick Long doesn't think God's in there. And that's why he's feeling so much shame <laughs> he's, and he's, guilt. Well, he's trying to fill it with other things. He has a God-shaped yes. hole Hairbrushes? Yeah, and, and he's, he's trying putting to, he's hair trying brushes. To fill, he's filling that hole with the wrong things. He he's needs to, to know that, he needs, needs to, to not. fill that butthole with God. Yeah, and really, salvation for him is realizing that God is already in his butthole. That's true. It's already he's, he he. It's already been, felt. He just he doesn't is, think and it. He is. will forever be in his butthole. This is probably the best sermon you and I have ever preached. Pretty much, <laughs> and I'm glad we're and I'm glad we're the only two that will ever listen to it. <laughs> yeah, bro. What are you talking about? We have like 20 people that are listening to this podcast. Oh, sorry. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, the number is four two four two nine one two five zero eight, and this is our first international call oh awesome voicemail hello my name is christine i'm calling from budapest hungary i enjoyed this podcast very much it helps me to know that i'm not alone with doubts about religion and life i used to be a very spiritual person i felt very close to jesus in fact, people used to tell stories about Jesus and Christine, but they don't do that anymore. And so it's gotten harder for me to have faith in God or even myself. Am I real? Does my life even matter? I wish people would tell stories about Jesus and Christine again. Please help me, Sean. Help me, David. You're the only hope. Wait, do you know who that is? No, I have no idea. It's somebody we mentioned on uh, last episode. It's Daniel Kim. Oh, is it? <laughs> so, because people obviously be very confused. Uh, right. I'll tell you the story. So, there was a... Um, Daniel is referring to a skit I used to call... <laughs> uh, I used to do called uh, The Adventures of Jesus and Christine. Mm-hmm. And so, the skit was... I ended up doing the skit was uh, I thought of this like back in like 2010 and I was like I don't know if uh, the way I really wanted to do it was like animation or like claymation and I ended up during the pandemic I ended up doing it with like Barbie dolls like my kids Barbie dolls (laughs) but it was um, the joke the joke was like I just thought it would be so a sketch idea would be so funny as if like Jesus came back and he, uh, and he uh, looked on Craigslist for a roommate, and it was just like this total asshole, snobby, uh, 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 like valley girl, like entitled Orange County girl uh, named Christine. And she was just like, they, they became roommates, and like she just was a total asshole to him. <laughs> And, it, and then for some reason it would always be like blackout jokes so it would always be like like one bit of like uh like like just like um so it would start out like claymation like the adventures of jesus christine beep beep and then it would be like uh christine comes in like from doing yoga she's like jesus i thought i told you to do the fucking dishes and then jesus is like i'm sorry my child and then she's like, I'm not your fucking kid. How many fucking times do I have to fucking tell you that? And then it's like, the adventures of Jesus, Christine, beep, beep. <laughs> you, we should continue that. Maybe that should be an addition to this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. It's ever evolving. All right, buddy. Love you. All right, man. Love you, too. All right. Talk to you next week. All righty. Hey, you sad sack of shits. We're not done yet. Turn those frowns upside down and subscribe to this podcast. If you love the pod, then rate and review it and share with a friend. And if you hate it, well, then send it to that bitch at work. You know who I'm talking about, that real asshole, the douchebag. Yeah, fuck them, am I right? Anyway, if you want to support the podcast, then go to youtube.com slash handle David Leo movies and ring a ling ding dong air quotes on the dong. Don't forget to hit that notification bell so you can be notified on the next episode. Also, do you like movies? Then you might like my old movies. They're on my YouTube channel. Check them out. You might like them. You might not. And if you don't, then don't worry. I'll do better next time. And that next time is coming very soon. Next summer, hopefully 2024, the buddy cop will be out. 
and about. So excited about that. Hopefully at a streaming service near you. Meaning your phone. You're probably watching your phone while you're taking shit. And speaking of shit, if you want to go above and beyond and support my next movie and this podcast, then throw us a few dollar dollar bills, y'all, at patreon.com slash davidleomovies. All right. I gotta go. I got shit to do. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, life may be a motherfucker, but you're not in this alone. Okay, fucker? You matter. Say it. I fucking matter. You have value, dignity, and motherfucking worth. You are motherfucking love. I'll see you next time.